Hello friends, this is Parag here, your host on Stay Strong Podcast. I started this podcast with the intention to uh, bring you the best information in the field of kettlebell sport, in the field of strength training and nutrition. Today we have a very special guest from Melbourne, Australia. Her name is Cindy and uh, she has a very long journey to enter into kettlebell sport. She started with karate and then she moved on to be a boxer. Then she moved on to participate into Ironman competitions and then lately she get introduced herself into kettlebell sport and in a few years she has climbed up the ladder of success very fast. Can't wait her to introduce you, Cindy from Melbourne. Hello friends, this is Parag here, your host on the Stay Strong podcast and I have a very special guest from Melbourne, Australia, Cindy and uh, I have been uh, watching her lifts um, and I met her in Poland and it was it is a privilege for me to interview her on this podcast because she's doing really awesome in her lifting and since past few years she has picked up very well um, she has some incredible records she has a rank of MSWC which is Master of Sports World Class 6 times with IKMF and uh, of course she has many world records which was recently broken which was recently surpassed Correct me if I'm wrong, Cindy. And yeah. uh, of course, she uh, lives with GSAA, that is the Sport Australia Association. And uh, it's been privileged to welcome her, welcome Cindy to this podcast. Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be uh, interviewed. I don't really get interviewed that often, so it's nice to be able to share, I guess, my journey and my inspiration for other listeners that are out there. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, up to you. Um, we would like to know your uh, fitness background as well as some professional background. All right. Well, I, I guess I have an interesting fitness background in that I have um, I've represented Australia in quite a few different sports. Okay. So I very I um, I've been an athlete for about twenty eight years now. Um, okay. I started in karate, and okay. um, I did karate for about. 17 years and got the rank of fourth dan. Okay. Uh, won a world won a world championship um, with karate, uh, and then I sustained an injury to my knee, um, so and I couldn't continue. Okay. And I still had that that passion to to still fight. So then I became a boxer. Oh. So I had um, yeah. So I fought had two fights with boxing, and then decided I, I, my fighting career was over with. And then I looked at uh, the sport of Ironman. So swimming, bike and run. So I did that. Had to face the fear of swimming because I didn't know how to swim and then um, somehow managed to win uh, one of my divisions and, and represent Australia in the age group at the Ironman. Then I retired from that because I kind of pushed myself too far and got really sick and then decided to try kettlebell sport for something completely different because I've gone from being a bodyweight athlete to now a strength endurance athlete with, with kettlebells. Um, yes. As um, my professional background is I've been a movement coach for the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, I have a passion about um, getting people's bodies to move better, how they feel and how they function um, compared to how they look because I guess the industry that we're in now in the fitness industry, it's all based around, you know, aesthetics and how you look. And yes. and I just, that's not me. And I wanted to move away from that. And that's why I got into the movement coaching side of things is to help people feel and function better in their, their daily life. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
super cool um who inspired you to get into kettlebell sport like uh, at times what happens is uh, we watch some videos and at times we think that oh even i can do this and it looks very interesting it looks very challenging so who is your inspiration behind yeah. getting started well, with kettlebell fun. sport well it's funny like for me to want to like i, I just never saw any enjoyment in lifting weights like it just wasn't my my thing and through my journey of um, becoming a movement coach I uh, got a connection with Shannon and Cheryl from Girovo Sport Australia and yeah so they were in a competition so I thought I'll go along and have a look and just watching it was just amazing of what they could actually do and just the excitement of watching the competition and then a russian i was watching a russian guy lift and he was throwing around 232 kilo kettlebells and i was in awe so i went up to him and and said you know congratulations that was amazing he goes oh when's your flight and i was like what are you talking about he goes no when are you lifting i said oh, i don't lift and he grabbed my forearms and my my hands and he goes oh no no you must lift and i was like no and then i spoke to Cheryl and shannon and they said see you should you should try it and i was like no no it's not my jam and then he kind of set that little bee in my head and so I contacted um, Cheryl and Shannon and they put me in um, contact with a, a lifter in Melbourne because they're in, in New South Wales and so I kind of yeah just started there from it and, and I haven't looked back since it's been uh, amazing. Wow. Wow. wow yeah your journey has been amazing and uh, mm. it's a long way to go for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I getting, think yeah. I'm, yeah, interesting. Right. Here you go. No problem. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see uh, women about 50, around 50, getting into the kettlebell sport. What challenge do you have, like based on the body type? You know that we have uh, three body different types, like ectomorph, mesomorph. Uh, so, yeah. you personally feel do you uh, choose the lift based on the body type, or do you choose the lift um, because you like it? And uh, because think, it is everything is based yeah. on the performance. Yeah. So my body type is I'm an endo ecto. That's who I combination. Find. Yeah, my combination, okay. which is really good for I guess strength endurance or an endurance sport. You know, yes. lifting and shifting. Um, but for me, it was I I just found I started with um, one arm long cycle. Okay. Because that's just kind of what they they gave. I think that's kind of the stock standard, and I loved it. But I just, yeah, I, I was drawn to one arm jerk. That became a, a lift for me that I get, I love, I love one arm long cycle. So for, for me, one arm long cycle, that feels like meditation and flow to me because it's just this rhythmical motion where one yes. arm jerk challenges me because it's, it's very, very cardio based and very, it's just up and down, up and down. And you, yeah, it just, it, it challenges me and that's what I love about it. You know, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't enjoy doing snatch that much. I, I have it in my training, okay. um, but it's, I think next year, that's something I'm going to kind of delve, delve into trying to you know, play around a little bit more with, with snatch. But I think it, it just depends on, on what, what feels comfortable for you to start with. Um, I do do the two arm event as well. And it's funny. I, I love one arm jerk and I, I know I'm really good at that. But give yes. me two arm jerk and my body type does not this i think it's the way that my my spine sits or my 
Yeah, I just rack don't. Position, yes. it, rack position, yes. It just doesn't. It feels fine when I do two arm long cycle, but okay. in that jerk position, it just it just feels awkward to me. Where okay. one arm jerk feels, okay. it just I could I can just find that flow in in one arm jerk as well, and and just go from there. So my friends laugh. They call me the big jerk because that's all I do is, okay. is jerk. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, everyone have a different thinking behind picking up the lift because. I've been interviewing many people and many athletes, and uh, yeah, at times uh, we have uh, a different body type. Like the people having a good back would definitely go with some kind of a pulling moment. Um, like yeah. uh, mostly athletes having a good legs uh, would mm. probably choose to do the jerk, and uh, it's individual choice though. But uh, like uh, everyone have their own different mindset before yeah. picking up and the I lift. Think, and I think well, what my coach always said to me: anyone that's got a big hand. Would be really good at snatch. Of course. So you need to have a big, big hand for snatch. So, yeah. Okay. I think cool. mine, mine are okay, but yeah, I think yeah, it just for me, it just I seem to, I guess, fit better with with jerk. Yes, yes, yes. Um, at times with the age, uh, our progression towards exercise drops. Um, mm. We see that if you are not able to maintain that kind of uh, lifting lifestyle, and uh, we see a decline. Uh, what is your mindset to, you know, kind of hold that position and be more strong and progress every day? Because um, I personally feel is that uh, mindset plays a very key role. So, does your coach or do you have kind of a self-talk that I'm going to progress? What is the entire understanding um, of this? I I guess I have a different different view on on age, and I guess I look at. Um, me getting into kettlebell sport like i've only been in it what four i think about four years now okay so i obviously started at a, at a, at a later age and i guess i look at i look at the women that are in in the sport now and i would say from 40 above there are so many strong women lifting around the world that i'm completely inspired by and i think i yeah i just i guess you when I don't see age as a as a barrier, I think as you get once you reach forty, that's when you should should start doing this type of stuff. Because as you age, the two things you you lose is power and strength, yes. and that's what kettlebell sport is. It's a power and strength sport, so it's it's perfect for anybody, you know, to to start at a at a later age. And you know, there's you know, I've seen amazing men and women in their 60s, 70s and even 80s lifting kettlebells. Yes. And I think as long as you, you work with your mobility and your, what your body can do, I don't think age should ever be a barrier when it comes to lifting. And But I just, yeah, I see kettlebell sport fantastic for, you know, it's great for the young kids, but I see it's so such a fantastic tool for, for older population because it covers everything. It's cardio, it's... You know, in mobility, it's yeah. it's full body, it's coordination, it's core stability, it's you know, it's that strength, endurance, power, it's a mindset. Everything kind of it's such a beautiful, you know, circle that you know it, it combines everything that that we need as yes. as we age. I think it's yes. yeah, that's so, my take on it anyway. Yes, yes. So while lifting, say for example, if you're doing marathon, which is like a half marathon. What are those one or maybe two challenges you feel uh, you really want to give up, but you progress and then you go ahead. So maybe um, 
maybe some kind of challenge you feel by lifting maybe oh, you're yeah, doing like, one or two challenges yeah i think definitely there's there is that that mental game you know is leading there? into the yes. you know because then you kind of i mean my i i i completely change the way i think about it so for me the time yeah it's I guess when you start you kind of go oh my god I've got 20 minutes to go how am I going to cope with this so that there's all these little mind games where yeah. I I change the way that I think about it and I break it down into well I've got for 30 minutes I've got 1 minute 1 minute sets so in that minute that's all I focus on is that minute and then you know unfortunately things happen in the body and you have to learn how to adapt and and change or alter little things that you do like you may get some blisters on your hands so you have to change your grip or um you know the way you know you that you, you you rack or you know even when you when you jerk the bell you know where where's my hand or you know you might get cramps in your hands so you've got to learn how to how to maneuver or how to work things you know to get through and, and I guess that's my strength is my my mental game is how I how I how I start how I think about it and then you know and then i break it you know it goes i go through all these like little math equations in my head or i go first 10 minutes the middle 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes or you know it just yeah there's all different ways because every every lift for me is completely different you know because you don't know what because your body changes every single day and every single lift and you might think that you're you know you're feeling really good and then all of a sudden something starts to happen in the lift and you're like oh that's you know I wasn't expecting that so yes. i guess you've always got to be prepared for things to happen because you you might think something will happen and it won't happen and you get to the end of the lift going up oh, or you know that was great or you know like yeah it's always stopping and changing so i guess for me it's that yeah the challenge is being able to adapt when when things do happen yes yeah. yes interesting and so, knowing when you put that bell down before time you don't get anything so, yes 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 yeah and you know you might as well just hang on you know even if it's one rep every minute yes. you know yes. it's about getting to that end because for me i i have a motto that I, i give all my all my people i train is finishing is winning it doesn't matter where you finish but how you finish is what makes you an athlete and that exactly. You can you can finish last but no like having people watch that fight for you to finish yes. that's to me that's winning because ultimately you're the only one lifting against you, yourself from that platform yes there's other people in the competition but it's you against you so yes yeah, finishing is winning so how to how you finish is up to yeah the individual absolutely it's a very good view point exactly what you have given especially mm-hmm. when it comes to marathon lifting and uh, people doing 30 minutes of lifting or maybe one hour one hour of lifting is quite challenging for the athletes because you get bruises mm. and you're tired maybe you want to really give up and you always think that man when this time is going to finish <laughs> and, uh, it does there's this whole little narrative that goes on in your head you're like you you have this this whole self talk that goes on and it's crazy and like well there'll be like the song will come on and you're like oh I hate this song I'm going oh I like this song or someone yes. walks past and so there's all these yes. different things that that come in yes. while you're you know yes. where you do yeah while you're listening it's crazy so. yes yes true that yes yeah wow thank you um 
I would like to know if you follow any particular nutrition plan uh, in general, or do you have something kind like do you have supplements or do you have some kind of a routine when it comes to nutrition or when it comes to the competitions? Your view on that? Um, I don't follow any type of I guess nutrition plan. The only thing I, I like to follow is just eating real food. So a balanced a balanced diet. Um, if it's if it's processed, I try not to, to eat it. So yes. my my food is is very I guess basic in that it's just fresh fruit and veggies and um, good um, good sort of I guess organic meat. You know I try and try and be very mindful of the I guess the my protein source or my meat source or where I where I get it from. Yeah. You know it has to be from I don't like to go to the, like the big farms. It has to be like. I guess organic where the animals are treated fairly because I, I guess I, I think of it if that animal's stressed and then I'm I'm eating their their you know, their yes. flesh I guess. Am I taking on their you know, that, that kind of tension? A little bit weird and wacky I know, but that's kinda how I how I think. Um yeah, just try and try and keep it simple. Okay. You know, I don't I don't try and over overcomplicate it. I don't really take supplements sometimes i'll take like a i guess like a probiotic to have you know good gut health okay. um, magnesium uh, sometimes i do suffer from low iron so occasionally i will have to take some some iron supplements okay um but apart from that i just yeah i just try and keep it keep it simple i don't do protein shakes or anything like that it's just i try and get everything i need from a, a good good source in terms yes. of yeah just yes. fresh Yes. Just loads of water. I try and yeah, keep my water intake up. And okay, yeah. okay, super. Yeah, I mean, uh, not a lot of supplements really help in kettlebell uh, sport, though. I mean, of course, protein shakes. If you're deficient on protein, can be a really key ingredient to add on. But if you're mm. getting a very rich protein from your food sources uh, to suffice the need for the entire day, I think you don't at times you don't need any kind of supplements. So it's uh, interesting, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any like uh, uh, negatives about kettlebell sport, like uh, maybe injury or maybe if you come across something which is oh my god, I never 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 thought this is there with kettlebells because the like for example, if you're doing weightlifting and if you know the chances of injuries are really high, especially when it comes to the wrist. Um, bodybuilding, you also know, or maybe in powerlifting also, you know, there are some kind of negatives or when you really go up to the peak level, when you are going into a professional level lifting. So, yeah. have you got any kind of negatives? Um, you I, on that? I, I think there's always positive, positive and negative in anything that we do. But I think in terms of like injuries, the only time there's really injuries if you're not really looking after your body well. Mm -hmm. So, if you're, if you're trying to lift um, heavier than what your body yes. uh, will allow you to do. Yes. Unfortunately, that that's when um, injuries can occur. Yes. You know, yes. understanding. I think understanding the motion and the movement. Okay. Um, I see a lot of people wear belts when they lift. I don't personally. I don't wear a belt because I try and make sure my body because I'm I'm trained in movement. So okay. I I try and understand how the body body moves and using the breath lifting. You know, to sort of protect, okay. you know, how the body body works. I think, yeah, the only negative I would, I guess, I would see is that if people just try and lift too heavy, that's when you know, and not with good form. You know, yes. if they yes. if they if they don't understand the movement first, there's no point going up. You know, you you want to make sure that you've got 
good good movement before you load and that's yes. what I do with any, anything that I, I teach teach people I did unfortunately injure myself with thing okay. at the worlds in it was just before Poland at Serbia so but yeah. I already had already had a knee knee problem, um, knee problem from karate okay. and uh, while I was lifting in the last, I think it was in the last minute, I just let my knee fall in as I pressed up and did my ACL. Oh, so okay. yeah, and but that was that was purely on me. It wasn't to do with kettlebell sport itself. It was purely me losing that that mental focus on what my body was doing. You know, I was just I was kind of relying on listening to other people rather than listening to myself and okay. how my body was working, trying okay. to push through things. So that's, I mean, that for me would be the only downside that I could really see is people going too heavy too quick yes, and I think yes. that's for, for anything is is letting the ego take over and you know it has to be a, a, a the right progression to go yes. from you know from from bell to bell to bell like I've never allowed myself to go up a weight in a bell until I've reached a certain a certain level yes yeah you know, yes. it like and in competition, not just in training. It has to be in, in a competition Gosh. format before I, I will allow myself to move up to the the next bell. So, yes. And I won't do, I won't enter in a competition if I don't think that I can reach my target. So that's that's my my rules that I I I set for myself, and you know, I set a very high standard for myself. Nice. So to nice. be able to to do that. So yeah. Yes. It's very good. <clears throat> yeah. Your uh, your importance of having a coach in your training. Everyone had their different views. Some people are self-coached, and uh, some people would depend upon the coach. So, what do you feel personally? Um, I think you. I definitely. I believe you do need a coach, but mm -hmm. you've got to find the right one for you. You know, it's a very personal, sort of very personal thing to have, and like you, you're not. You're investing in yourself, so you want to make sure that you've got the right fit. Like my coach Simon, he doesn't like me calling him him my coach. He just says, okay. no, "I'm your, I'm your, I'm your mate." But no, okay. I, he's a, he's a master. He knows me. He knows my body, and we we train to, you know, what where my body's at. He's absolutely brilliant. I I can't fault him at all. And I think. Yeah, you've got to find the coach that understands and works well with you and not someone that's going to push you when you're not ready. It kind of it has to be a, that nice progression. And it's okay to be able to do it yourself, but having someone, you know, having it that, that second set of eyes to see where your technique is at. So where, where you think you're at and where they can pick up those little nuances and little little things to, to make you lift just that, you know? that little yes. bit better you know in terms of um you know saving saving time on on your motion you know are you are you racking and then fiddling in the rack are you or do you have that flow in your motion you know are you working with your breath are you using your legs all those type of little things where you think you're doing it okay but just having someone to kind of go oh My right. yeah yeah and i guess everyone's different on how they how they like to do things. Some people need someone like I. Oh, if Simon doesn't give me my program, I won't do anything because that's kind of not how I'm I'm built. Where someone else is like, no, I've got this. You know, I've got an athlete who's like, she just wants to train all the time. Where I try and I have to pull her back a little bit because I don't want her to get injured or or, yes. or, or anything like that. Where 
yeah so it is it's a, i think it's a very very personal thing and it's, it's, yes, I, it's yeah I, I i do believe that you you need one but it's finding the right one for you whether it's someone that's your guide or someone you know that's yes you know that understands really you helping you to pull up yes yes yeah yes, and yes, if yes. they and if they're not you know it's and it's okay to kind of go thank you and then try and find that 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 right fit because not everyone's suited to everyone you know yes. we're not we're not we're not all the same we all train different how i would train how you would train yes. to get those same results is going to be completely different, different. so again yes. it's just it's finding that right person yes. that's going to help inspire you and guide you to get to where you are if you yes. constantly feel like you're being pulled down and and stuff well they're not the right coach for you they might be the right coach for someone else but they're not the right coach for you sure. so yeah <laughs> great so yeah i would like to know a uh, few some good records you have done in the terms of numbers uh, maybe it might be in the competitions worldwide or maybe it will be the competitions in australia so if you want to name few which are the best numbers yeah um i guess <coughs> the one i'm most proud of at the moment is the 30 minutes with a 24 kilo kettlebell um at one of the gsa competitions i got 450 reps which I I think I I think it was 450. God, I can't remember now. Maybe it was now it's 430. I think it was 430. I may have put down the wrong number there. Um yeah, that was I don't know of many females in the world that are actually lifting 24 kilos. Okay, so did you jerk only? Jerk only? Uh I just did jerk only for that one. Okay. Um I have done um 20 kilos with one arm long cycle for 30 minutes. Okay. Um, and that was, uh, I think it was 360 odd reps. I can't really remember. Because um, I guess in my head, I just go for my ranks. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go, I, I look at what, kind of roughly what numbers I need. So once I get to that in the in the comp, I know that I've ticked yeah. that and everything else is a bonus from here. Um, in the traditional lifting, my, um, just recently at the Australian Nationals, I did, another thing that I was proud of is that was the only person ever to get master sport twice in the one competition. So I lifted one arm jerk for 24 kilos for 10 minutes and got 120 something reps. I can't really remember that's really bad. Okay. Um and then um I also did one arm long cycle with a 24 and got um 97 reps. So okay. three reps short of that 100. So wow. So, yeah. so like uh, one of the great motivation I could actually pass on to the women athletes out here in India and uh, lifting 24 kg uh, for 30 minutes it's absolutely incredible I mean mm. we have men struggling here and uh, we are doing and setting the standards very high so yeah. wow congratulations for that thank you thank you and yeah we are coming to the end we would like to if you'd like to give some good solid message to our viewers especially the women out in India like a message from you uh, yeah. to all the kettlebell sport athletes or even people who are who wants to get into kettlebells or who are into fitness yeah um i guess i have a i have a motto of mine is which is um be your own brave so everyone's brave is different and it's finding what inspires you and and is going to challenge you to to better who you are you know it's always seek perfection of character you want to try and better better yourself every time that you you lift and and just to find um you know 
oh, there's so so many things I could tell people, you know, to to inspire them. But especially for I guess women lifters is you know, as soon as you you know once you reach 40, you've you've really got to you know that's the time where you should be moving and should be lifting and and you know because you're training for life. It's not you know you get to 40 and you're kind of it's all downhill from there. For me, it's like you've just got to keep keep you know finding yeah. ways to. Yes. You know, it's been strong mentally and physically, and that's yes. that's what we need. And you know, there's, you know, I I guess I, I look at me. I don't have children, so I have to be strong for. I have to have a strong body and a strong mind for myself to get myself to, because I'm hanging around till I'm a hundred. So I want to make sure. sure that you know everything I do for myself now is you know is is preparing me for that. And don't ever let anyone tell you you can't do anything. You know. There is always a possibility for you to be able to do do something. I've spent my whole life in all my sports and my all my career with people telling me, "Oh, you can't do that. You'll never do that. Don't even try and do that." And but I've gone. That's what I want to do. So I've done that, and I've proved those people wrong. I don't do it out of spite to say, "Heart, see, I told you so." I do it because it's something I want to do. And yeah, that's. I guess that that's a message. You know, go out there and do it. Yes. Believe in yourself that you can be your own brave. Go out there and do the things that you think you can do, and find the people that are going to support you to do that. And yes. you know, you've got to have that right. You know, that right. You know, tribe that's that's around you, and and don't ever. Yeah, you know, don't have those people around you that are going to pull you down. Have those people that are going to lift you up and go. Oh, you want to do that? There you go. How can we get you there? So, yes, interesting. Yeah, yes. I mean, so many things I could tell people, but yeah, just yes. believe in yourself and go and do the things that you feel you can do. Don't ever let anyone tell you you can't. Yes. Rather, regardless of your, you know, your your age, you know, your gender, you know, all those type of things. It's I just see people as human beings, yes. and you know, those human beings should be able to do the things that they want to do and and and, and can do. It's like find find how you can do that. Right. It's uh, rightly said actually, someone's opinion cannot be the reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we need to understand ourselves first before we understand what people are thinking about us. Yeah. So yeah, Definitely. interesting message and quite inspirational for the lifters out here and even I'm inspired today. So thank you oh, very good. much for spending time, Cindy. And uh, I wish you good luck. Uh, it's very unfortunate that you can't travel to the World Championships. Mm. I'm hoping that 2022 will open up for the world. And so. uh, we, so. we all can meet up to any of the competitions and spend some good time yeah. and have a very good talk, which we did actually in Poland. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to be around my my kettlebell lifting buddies again because they're the ones that inspire me to yes, yes. to better myself. Like I love I love the Swedish girls. They just they inspire me so much. And you know they're in you know next year I, I head into that the 50 year olds and watching watching those amazing women lift it just inspires me to yeah. I know I I've got to lift my game to get into the 50s. You know so yes. I just yeah and I love. I love that inspiration that all the kettlebell, you know, you've got your pros and, you know, they're amazing, but I love, I love the the age group, you know, those people that inspire everyone to, you know, we all love to lift each other up and everyone's excited for everyone else's success. And, and that's, I guess, one thing I love, I love about it. And 
getting excited to see everyone at, at the you know at the world. So I'm feeling very FOMO at the moment that um, I'm seeing everyone fly into Budapest and I'm not there. So yes, uh, next year bad. WKSF will be hosting in Portugal. I think uh, you can yeah. opt for that. I so have, yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yet. I've been a bit too sad to kind of look at where it's going to be okay. because, like, you know, there was been like there was Italy. I love Italy and. Um, yeah, all those different places I love to go. So I'm a bit, bit sad about not being able to travel, but I'm looking forward to, yeah, I'll get the, you know, all the worlds done this year and then next year I'll go, right, hopefully we can open and this is where I'm going to go. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. A bit exciting. It's exciting to see where, see where they'll be. Because yes. I think originally um, IKMF was supposed to be in Australia next year okay. for the worlds. Okay. But I, I, I have a feeling that has changed. I don't know. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> but originally we were supposed to have it in, in 22 because I thought it would be really cool for me to have my, because it's around where my 50th is. So yes. I thought it'd be really, really cool to celebrate having the World Championships here. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Australia, I, I mean, there are many lifters and uh, GSA is really doing fine, right? Competitions with regularly and athletes are lifting and you're having the standards yeah. setting up high. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's that's a credit to um, Cheryl and Shannon, in, and that they have set up this amazing you know group, and we've just been able to lift each year, and what they've been able to do for us to lift you know interstate and still be able to lift even though we can't travel, and and our ranking table is is really it's hard, like it's above world standard to to get on the team. You have to reach that standard because they don't want to send just anybody overseas. They want to know that yes. you've reached a certain standard because you're ultimately you're representing you're representing your country That's and true. yourself. So you want to make sure that you know the standard is is up there. We may not be as big as some of the other nations, but the lifters we have in Australia it's just amazing. Yeah. And like I'm I'm humbled watching them come up and I'm humbled that I can inspire those people to come come and chase me because that's ultimately why I do what I do is to yes. set it for them so when my records break I'm like that's awesome that's that's all I do is is why I set them is so people can break them to inspire to be to be better than what they were and go right I'm, I've seen that I want to go for it and Cheryl and I we were laughing a couple of weeks ago that you know she broke the record and I come and break it and she'd break it then I'd break it and and that's kind of cool you know that you set that that kind of yes, you know yes, you've yes. got that little you that's know, a, like a healthy competition <laughs> yeah and I and I love that you know yes, and that's yes. ultimately that's you know I, like the medals are great but that's not why I do it you know yes. I, I do it for my ranks and I do it to inspire other people to lift that's that's my my sole purpose the win is great but that's that's just a you know a side part of you know Yes of, yes. of everything else that I I do. So yes, that's a good way to think about actually. Yeah, I think so. Because if you if you concentrate too much on the win, yeah. you're thinking. Um, I learned it from karate. One of the senseis yes. was he always said, "You've got to be you've got to be present now. You can't think of what's to come and what's been. You have to be present in now. now conditions. Yeah, because yes. if you're not." You start you worrying about stuff that you you don't know you can't control. Yes. So it's always the bit about being now because that's all you can you can focus on. Yes. So, yeah. Wow. And the wings are just yeah, as I said, they're just they're just a, a, a byproduct of of all those those other things. Yes. So, yes. You know, I still I still remember going to 
um, in Poland. So I remember in Australia, I had I had lifted, I got master sport world class numbers, but I couldn't get the rank because it wasn't done in an international competition. So and then I did my knee two weeks before a competition, and I was devastated because I thought all I all I wanted, I didn't care about winning. All I wanted was that master sport world class, and I thought I had lost that. And I didn't touch a kettlebell until half an hour before the competition. And I lifted it and was like, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I said to my partner, Silvio, I said, you just need to make sure I, I keep stay on this rep range. So every minute you need to count and make sure this is where I'm at. And, and I said, I don't know. I don't want to know where I am in the competition. I think there were seven girls in our division that, that year. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't care where I am. I just need to know. And he kept giving me the thumbs up or he'd go, like this going, you're, you're at one, because I thought he was saying you're number one. And I was like, I was getting angry at him. He's like, no, 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 you're one rep ahead of where you want, want to be. So I'm like, okay. And then I got to the end of the competition. I was like, I was so happy. I was crying because I got my master sport world class. Yes. And then people were coming up going, you won. And I was like, what? I won. But I got master sport world class. That's all. Like the, the wind was the my, yes. my, my radar. That was my, my thing that I was training for. And so yes. the wind was like a, a bonus. And then I felt guilty because then there was my, my teammate next to me that was lifting. And I felt disappointed because I'd, I'd beaten her. But at the same time in my head, I was like, I've got master sport world class. And that's all I was, I was excited about was, was that. And you know, the, the amazing, other women that were in the competition and yeah it was pretty cool it was pretty cool to do that under those circumstances so wow yeah. inspiring <laughs> yeah thank you Cindy thank you very much for your time and it was super interacting with you and I'm sure the message is passed now to the lifters out here in India and I really look forward to meet you in some of the competitions uh, in 2022 yeah. <laughs> yeah well I look forward to it too and I look forward to meeting some of the other Indian lifters as well. Yes, I love watching where where they're coming. They're, they're sort of, when I started, I really didn't see any and I really see it, the sport growing in India yes, now and that's yes. amazing to see and I love that. Yes, yes, that's the solo purpose to uh, yeah. get this sport to the top level with the high standards. Excellent. Great. Yeah. Well, I look Great. forward to a, a, an Indian woman coming up and beating and taking my records from me. I would 100%, love that. 100%. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you very much, Cindy. Thanks. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, Park. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you.